0: Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald. For the roughly 150 years between the Civil War and the modern era, Milledgeville was known as a hospital town. Almost all of the community's economy revolved around the state's largest mental health institution. But in the first decade of the 21st century, all that changed. As the mission at Milledgeville's Central State Hospital downsized significantly, so too did the footprint of this 2,000-acre campus. But my guest today says these empty buildings equal opportunity, and he's working to revitalize one jewel in the crown of historic buildings on Central State's Pecan Grove. I'm talking today with Milledgeville City Councilman Walter Reynolds, whose Old Capitol Productions is transforming the Chapel of All Faiths into the Grove Event Center. Walter Reynolds,
1: welcome back to Milligible Matters. Thanks for having me back, Dan. It's good to see you.
0: Yeah, it's good to see you too. And of course, um, I know our audience can't see it, but we're actually here in the Chapel of All Faiths
1: conducting this interview. We
0: thought we'd ask you to give us a tour around while we're talking about it.
1: Well as you can see here, uh, this is the the main chapel. Uh, There are actually three chapels here in this building. You have a Jewish chapel, a Catholic chapel, and then the the central chapel, I suppose it would be the the Protestant chapel. Um, The two smaller ones seat about 50 each. The main chapel here has seating for up to 600. Uh, This building was constructed in 1963, Uh, interestingly enough, not with taxpayer monies. Everything else here in the hospital was built out of taxpayer funds. This building was actually constructed uh, with gifts to the patients, gifts to the hospital. Uh, So all the money that uh, was used to build this was given freely, uh, and so that this chapel could be a gift to the patients, the individuals who worked here, and the greater community. It and that was actually
0: a really big campaign in that time, back in the 60s, uh, if I remember correctly, the Vandever Administration, and especially the First Lady of Georgia, Betty Vandiver, uh, spearheaded like a real statewide campaign to provide this resource uh, to all of those uh, patients who found themselves here.
1: Absolutely, and that's uh, about the same time that you see the emergence of the, the Mayor's Day Motorcade. which began under the same administration to provide gifts at the holidays for the patients and the clients here at Central State Hospital, many of whom did not have families of, of their own that would, you know, think of them at the holidays. And so she started this statewide campaign to get all the cities in, in the state of Georgia to provide gifts for the patients here so they would have something at Christmas.
0: And, of course, that's a a tradition, the Mayor's Motorcade, that continues today, um, not only at Central State Hospital, I guess the Peyton Cook Building, but all of the regional hospitals across the state.
1: That is correct. Uh, As Central State began to decline in size uh, and its uh, patient population, that tradition has spread to the other hospitals, uh, the regional hospitals throughout the state of Georgia. Uh, But that still takes place here on the campus every year. Um, You know, I can remember when I was in high school that the Baldwin High School marching band was a regular feature in the motorcade and the parade. So, all, you know, 15 years ago, we were marching these streets, playing our, our Christmas parade music for the patients to enjoy. So, it's it's a it's a tradition that, although smaller today, still certainly has meaningful impact for the people that are uh, patients and clients of the uh, state hospital system.
0: Very good. Well, um, and of course, I think you can still see uh, some of that history uh, around in this building, um, but. Uh, you've got a building here that it had a single purpose it was to provide that place to worship um, for anyone um like you said either a client patient a staff or member or a part of the, i guess the doctor corps here uh to uh, celebrate and worship uh, how did you kind of see it as something that would be ripe for a transformation in this new age. Well, in
1: 1972, the hospital first established the policy for using the chapels for weddings and other events. They established a rental policy. I actually found copies of the original mimeographs uh, down in the basement. So we have a copy of that original policy. And in 1972, it would have cost $50 for you to rent the chapel. It's about $300 with today adjusted for inflation. but uh, the, the chaplain would have to approve your use of music, your, your song selections. Uh, you would have had to have a pastor that was familiar with the sound system to come in and open it for you. The keys would have only been given to the chaplain administering the wedding. It was a very, very interesting policy. But uh, that is a tradition that continued throughout the life of this building. Many of the, the individuals who worked here, many uh, people who uh, lived in the community that had a connection to the campus would use this for weddings and other celebrations. It was also used uh, very heavily for funeral services for individuals that uh, worked here on the campus or were residents and patients of the campus. And so this building has been used by not only Central State Hospital but the broader community throughout its entire life. In fact, one of our county commissioners, Mr. Henry Craig, was married here 50 years ago and they were the first group that I welcomed here as part of their 50th wedding anniversary uh, just a couple of months ago. So, I mean, a rich history and tradition here of using the space for the general community Um, and so what we saw here was the opportunity to bring that back Uh, in the last couple of years with the transition between DBHDD uh, and the redevelopment authority it, it got to the point that only people who were employees or former employees were able to use it and the public generally was no longer able to come in and make use but when the redevelopment authority took possession of the building They wanted to make sure that this beautiful and historic chapel was available for anyone that wanted to make use of it.
0: Well, I believe we're probably running out of time in this segment, so we're going to take the opportunity for a short break. But if you are just joining us, you're listening to Millageville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Uh, Today, I'm actually out of the studio on the Central State Hospital campus, talking to Walter Reynolds of Old Capital Productions. Uh, He's actually trying to uh, breathe new life into the chapel of all faiths here uh, by transforming it into the Grove Event Center. Uh, we've got plenty more to talk about uh, this transformation and how it fits into a larger transformation that's going on on the community's south side. Uh, so please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Villageville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Military Matters on WRGC eighty-eight point three FM. If you're just joining us, um, we are out of the studio and at Central State Hospital on Milledgeville Southside. We're here today to talk about a uh, a rebirth of the chapel of all faiths um, for a new uh, usage in a a new time. It is now becoming the Grove Event Center. And to talk about this change, I'm here with Walter Reynolds. Um, His company, Old Capital Productions, is behind this transformation and uh, we're just trying to talk about it today. Um, in that last segment, we talked a lot about the history of the Chapel of All Faiths and kind of um, it as one part of a real change at the Central State Hospital uh, history of the last half of the 20th century. Uh, I want to talk. Ab- in this segment about this transformation. Um, I think we got a, a real good idea of how important this was to many different parts of the community during that last segment, um, but I wanted to ask you uh, how did you kind of come up with the plan and the vision uh, for trying to uh, make it similarly important to the next generation of people in Knowledgeville?
1: As you can see from the building, I mean it's a beautiful building. You see details in this space that you you don't see in modern construction. If you look just above your head you'll see this lovely ornate very detailed crown molding which is it's huge. It, it, it's, it's the scale that is appropriate for a, a room this size. You also see these Corinthian columns that mimic very much what you see at Georgia College's campus. These huge huge windows, great big chandeliers. I mean it, it's it's just a beautiful building and, and it, it, it to me fits that perfect, ideal, mid-century southern church. I mean, it just, you can't find this anywhere else, you know, uh, unless you're at another old historic church. But here we have the benefit of being able to open our doors to anyone uh, and everyone, and we want this chapel to be back in service for the greater community. And and how I came about being involved in this project actually was outside in in the pecan orchard. Um, A couple of years back, the Redevelopment Authority held a reunion, Uh, a picnic and an appreciation day for all of the former employees of the state hospital. And I was standing outside with Sammy Hall and I believe Johnny Grant was there, I think. Uh, Then Mayor Thrower was standing there with us at the time and I was just talking to them about what a great space this would be for concerts. You know, it's here on the south side of town. It's a huge campus so you don't have a, a lot of neighbors around the area. But it's also convenient to downtown. It's a little over two miles from the heart of Milledgeville, and it's in an area that needs you know, revitalization, that needs some new life breathed into it. And for me, I thought the best way to do that would be to host concerts, and so I pitched the idea to the Redevelopment Authority. They liked it. They said come back with designs and concepts and so I came back with a three-dimensional rendering and then they said we like this show us more. We got full architectural drawings completed for the stage. We then scaled that up a bit and made it even bigger than it was before and they said right we're all behind this we need you to take the chapel too. And I said okay no problem. So um, the idea here is that by bringing the chapel back into service we'll be able able to generate the additional revenue necessary to support the cost for construction of the large new outdoor stage. Uh, We also, of course, are looking for sponsors that are interested in putting their name on the stage or having the entire Grove Park there named uh, in their honor. But we also want to be able, as I said, to service any debt that would be necessary for the final construction and maybe some new additions beyond what we've already planned for. And so I kind of wrote my own job description and I I had an interest from the redevelopment authority to oversee this project. And the, the opportunity came up and I said, you know what, let's run with it. I'll be more than happy to oversee this project and take over the renovation of the space, the management of the space, the advertising and marketing of the space, and find sponsors to build this stage. So the, the building is owned by the Central State Redevelopment Authority. I contract with the Redevelopment Authority for all of those management tasks and have really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not just sitting back in the office and finding the right contractor. I'm actually doing a lot of this work with my own two hands. Um, The the new floor that we've put in in the Fellowship Hall downstairs, spent the last week putting that down uh, because it was a a substantial cost savings for us. There was uh, an estimate of about $5,000 to install that floor and so we completed two-thirds of that flooring installation on our own so that we could offset that cost and make improvements elsewhere in the space but it's it's just a tremendous project and it's going to take some time but i'm i'm really glad to be here i'm really glad to be back on this campus
0: now of course um, as we mentioned in the first part of the show you are a Milledgeville city council person mm-hmm. uh... this uh... larger project is uh, under the auspices of the central state hospital redevelopment authority uh... which is uh, partly funded by the city of Milledgeville, uh... by baldwin county i'm sure that there's probably also some state funding in there uh, how are you able to firewall yourself off um, from any kind of concerns that anyone might have about uh, you being an elected official here and then also being at least a contract employee of an entity that is being uh, funded with city funds?
1: Well, the easiest way to to firewall myself off, as as you said, would be uh, just to be conscious and aware of any legislation, any um, any ordinances, anything that has to do with the redevelopment authority specifically, when it comes to my position on council, I would of course have to recuse myself from any vote that would affect their funding um, because I am a contractor for them. So, which which makes sense. Um, it, it's no different than if in previous years when I was president of the Greenway Foundation, I would have to make it known when we made any sort of Votes on funding for the Greenway, so this is not you know something new to me. This is something that we've actually you know been dealing with since I got elected. There are organizations that I'm tied to, and um, you just you have to make sure to be aware of of what you're voting on and recuse yourself accordingly. So uh, there's no other conflict of interest provided that I don't vote on anything to do with funding for the Redevelopment Authority. But other than that, there's there's nothing to say that um, you know I can't be a contract employee and undertake this. Um, this this mission, the Redevelopment Authority has uh, been very confident in the work that I have done so far. They felt that I was the best person for the job, and so far, I'm I'm continuing to live up to their hopes. And uh, it's my plan to keep doing that and continue this renovation. Mm-hmm.
0: It, one other uh, question on that kind of behind the scenes, that's some bolt stuff. Um, of course, um, in that earlier response, you talked about uh, some of the investment, the initial investment to get this to the place uh, where it can be uh, the asset uh, that we all hope it will be for the community. Uh, where is that funding coming from?
1: The money for this renovation is coming from the Redevelopment Authority. Uh, Again, this is their building, they own it, uh, and they are investing the funds necessary to bring it back up to a functional standard and to make it worth what we project it uh, will will bring in once it's completely renovated. Uh, in order to do that, we're going to have to spend some money on making improvements. I mean, the building has been here since '63. There's there's some work that needs to be done. Unfortunately, there are parts of the building that were not maintained properly and need significant repair. A fine example of that is the pipe organ. We can touch on that in a moment. But the funding that I- that this is coming from is uh, actually from their self sustaining funds the redevelopment authority has been able to sell some large pieces of property they have some good new businesses coming into town there's the lease agreement for the kitchen with food service partners that's coming in so they are generating revenue beyond what has been provided from the city of millageville and to an extent the county And those funds are being used for exactly what they were tagged for. But what they are putting in here is money from the sale of properties to private businesses, new investors on the campus. So that's how this is all being funded. It's all being funded from redevelopment authority funds generated separate from funds received from the city.
0: Well, we're going to take another opportunity for a short break. If you're just joining us, um, you are listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Uh, We're down on the Central State Hospital campus today talking with Walter Reynolds. Uh, He is behind an effort to revitalize the Chapel of All Faiths and turn it into a new event center for the Milledgeville community. Uh, We've got more to talk about, so please. Stay tuned to Millageville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Millennial Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you are just joining us, we're actually out of the studio taking a kind of a tour of the Chapel of All Faiths on the Central State Hospital campus. Uh, My tour guide today is Walter Reynolds. Uh, He and his company, Old Capital Productions, are behind the transformation of the Chapel of All Faiths into a new event center, the Grove Event Center. As we enter into this last segment, I thought we'd start off by, could you show us one of the details of um, what you've already described as a very ornate, um, well-crafted building, Uh, something that you've kind of either uncovered while you've been here, something that's always meant something to you, um, just so we can kind of bring our audience into the space?
1: Sure. Um, I I would say one of my favorite features in the building is actually in what used to be the Jewish chapel. Um, The Jewish chapel of the two smaller ones here uh, is definitely the more ornate. It has large columns with unique scroll work. Um, I should have brought my keys along with me. I think I left them downstairs. (laughs) Um, But it has large ornate scroll work. Uh, It's it's just a beautiful space. And I think um, that that this has the greatest potential to be renovated as a bridal suite. So this is the Jewish Chapel and uh, as you can see here you have these big tall scroll columns that are here at the altar area. This space here is just perfect I think for the soon-to-be-developed bridal suite. Lots of little details that really make the room stand out. Uh, The altar for example, I mean all of this hand-carved wood this space here I think is just ideal Uh, and if you could imagine we remove these pews create a seating area over here over here we have a conference table that we're going to split down the middle with double-sided mirrors all of the uh, electrical outlets for the bridesmaids to do their hair and makeup here and a little lounge area here up here though this is where the bride will have Everything that she needs for her big day. A large decorative hook on the wall for the dress, a floor-length mirror, a chaise lounge. This will be kind of the bride's domain. We'll have this set up with a large mirror, Makeup and hair can all be done here where the organ is. We're thinking to uh, put in a, a bar top and a mini fridge. That way you know they can enjoy some fruit trays or mimosas or whatever their pleasure is as they get ready for their big day. So this, this room here um, I think is, is my favorite. I know it's in the, in the most rough shape of anything here, but it has so much potential that I can see. And you have these huge windows to let in so much natural light, which is exactly what you want when you're trying to get ready for you know, your wedding day. So this is, this is my favorite room. Uh, again, it needs the most love, but it's just a beautiful space. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things that uh, we've known one another for a while now, and I know that from your backstory to a certain extent, you even described a little bit earlier, uh, this is not uh, your first experience with Central State Hospital. You actually have a family history from this institution. I was wondering if you might uh, talk a little bit about what it means to you uh, to be involved at this juncture in the larger you know, Milledgeville State Hospital
1: history. Sure. Well, um, you know, it's, it's, it's true, I'm actually the fourth generation of my family to work in some capacity on this campus. My great-grandfather cooked in one of the buildings out here. My grandmother worked here for 34 years as a nurse. My grandfather worked out here for a period of time. Uh, My grandmother on my other side of the family worked here at the veterans home and worked in the adolescent building for years. I can remember as a child coming to employee appreciation days and cookouts in the pecan orchard with my grandmother. And my great-grandmother's house is just on the other side of the Jones building. So every Sunday after church, we would go and have a Sunday meal there, and we would be right here in the shadow of the state hospital. My parents both worked here with the Department of Corrections, and now I'm here at this, this juncture for the history of the state hospital trying to turn things around. You know, there was a significant decline from the 1970s onward uh, just with decentralization, the Carter administration, and trying to put people back into treatment facilities that were closer to their own homes, which is a noble cause, but it it wasn't good news for Central State Hospital. And so to, to take these grounds and try to reimagine them as a place not just for clients, but a place that is open for the greater community and something that Really utilizes what is here to its best and highest ability is really a, a humbling thing for me because again this this place means so much to the community and it means a great deal to me. Um, you know I feel like the work that I'm doing here is is worthwhile. It's fulfilling. Uh, I leave here every day knowing that I am I have made some sort of an impact. I've made a lasting impact that I think will be enjoyed for generations to come, and that feels really good.
0: In how
1: can you um, express for
0: our audience uh, the importance of the work that's going on here on the Central State Hospital campus in the 21st century uh, to uh, you know, this part of the community, uh, to Milledgeville as a whole, maybe even possibly to the region?
1: Well, uh, I would say, starting locally, this campus sits at the furthest edge of the south side of town, and I, I have heard some voices that say, Walt, you know, that's a great idea, building a concert stage, but that's the wrong end of town. And I have to disagree because you can either sit back and and say that there's no help for the south side and, it you know, it doesn't matter. Or you can remember that the south side of Milledgeville is still Milledgeville and you can do something about it. And I think that the way to do something is to inject this area with new opportunity, with with the opportunity to create jobs. And the redevelopment authority is already doing a tremendous job of that. They just announced 350 new jobs with the kitchen project, and there's more businesses taking a look at this campus every single day. But to get the community to really understand and appreciate what is going on out here with the revitalization, I think you have to invite them to see the change up close. And that's why I think the Pecan Orchard and the chapel here are perfect for that purpose, when you can bring people out and let them enjoy this pecan orchard, this beautiful green space for concerts, for arts and crafts festivals, for craft beer festivals, Uh, when you can have them enjoy the chapel for family reunions and baby showers and weddings and celebrations of life, then you are bringing people to this campus and they can see it firsthand. You know, and that's, that's important. For the region, um, you know, I, think, uh, I think regionally it's important because we don't have a large outdoor venue like that. There are certainly churches. There are other churches where you could host a wedding, but you know, a chapel like this, you won't find anything quite like this uh... anywhere else uh... and for the state you know i think it's important that we preserve as much of this campus as we can because unfortunately in this day and age we are losing history we're losing buildings to decay we're losing them to crumbling foundations and we, we can't have that. Not, not in a space as beautiful and important to Milledgeville's history and the state's history and the history of mental health in our country as a whole. We, we, that's just simply unacceptable. And so to preserve these spaces and, and remind future generations of what happened here, uh, I, I think is important work and to be able to do that in a way that encourages people to come back and use it for new purposes but, but in the same fashion, in celebration, I think is, is important because it, it gives the same restoration that people came to this campus for in the first place.
0: And how can our audience members and other people uh, find out more about what you're doing here on the Central State Hospital campus and keep abreast of your
1: progress? Uh, we have the Facebook page. Uh, you can find us online at Grove Event Center. Uh, everything you need to know about the Event Center is here. Um, you know That's part of our rebranding effort, um, You know the Chapel of All Faiths. It will always be a chapel of all faiths because we welcome everyone here. We believe that this space is for the community, and so we have made our rates very affordable. Uh, all of them are published right there on our Facebook page. Uh, we will be developing a new website very soon, but folks can contact me via Facebook uh, or stop by the chapel. You know, I'm here uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. If they see my pickup truck outside, come on, knock on the door, ring the doorbell. I'm usually here, and I'm happy to give them a tour, let them see the facility, um, and try to see if we can accommodate their event. So, we encourage you to come and, and visit. We've even put new benches. Well, we we've, we've redone some benches that were around campus and set them in the pecan orchard because we want people to come and sit, come and enjoy the shade, come and enjoy everything that we have here. Walter Reynolds, I want to thank you for uh, giving us an update on
0: progress here on the Central State Hospital campus on uh, military matters.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for coming, Daniel.
0: You've been listening to Military Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we actually took a field trip uh, down to the south side to the Central State Hospital campus to talk with Walter Reynolds about a transformation he's behind. Um, through his company, Old Capital Productions, he is transforming the Chapel of All Faiths into the Grove Event Center and trying to just breathe some new life into this historic campus at Central State. Uh, I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. Of course, it has been my pleasure to spend this portion of the evening with you here on Millageville Matters and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time.